Hello and welcome to Dear Sadie. My name is Benny, and if your name is not Sadie or Amelia Prabhu, thank you for tuning in to see what this is all about. And if you are Amelia or Sadie, this is a good one, I promise. So if this is the first episode you're listening to, this podcast is a love letter to my daughter Sadie through a series of conversations with friends and family on different topics that are important to me and some I hope that you will find interesting and worth listening to. At the time of recording this, Sadie is just over nine months old, and needless to say, I hope that this will be a gift she will appreciate in the coming years. Now, this episode might feel a little disconnected from the rest of this podcast, but it is also a very personal one for me, and one that is important to understand me a little better. Now, cricket might be a lesser-known sport in the United States, but it is fair to say that it might as well be another religion in India. It has also been an integral part of my life over the last 30-odd years, and I wanted to break it down with the help of a friend who can identify with that feeling. Meenal Sangikar is someone who I've known for the better part of a decade, with our bond based on our shared love for the game. In the following conversation, we discuss how we got into cricket, memorable games that we can get out of our system, how following the game has evolved for us, and much more. So stay tuned for a fun conversation. For those who may not be familiar with cricket, honestly, this is not the episode where we're going to teach you the rules of the game. (laughs) Um, But let me tell you that one format of the game is where a match is played over the course of five whole days. That's how uh, cricket is. Cricket is structured. The different formats work. So, you know, personally, people ask me, like, how do you get into a game that can take place over the course of five days and sometimes not even have a result? Um, And of course, that's another very nuanced conversation. But I'm curious about how you got into it. I feel like we have we have talked about this before, but for the benefit of our Mm -hmm. listeners, uh, can you share you know, very briefly about how you got into it, who introduced you and how you fell in love with the game? Um, it was very selfish. I was a TV buff growing up as a kid. I just wanted to watch TV. And when there were matches on, I wouldn't get to watch what I wanted to because these were the days of no cable, just DD2 channels. Okay, this is I'm talking early yeah. 90s, 91. Um, and I, my dad was a big cricket fan. My uncle, that is my mom's brother, was a big cricket fan. So we lived next door and both the televisions got occupied. So I never got to watch anything what I wanted. So I got fed up and I told yeah. my father, okay, what are you watching? Why are these men bowling, uh, running and bowling and another guy's defending? What's that? What's going on? So he said, fine, yeah. you want to watch, you watch, I'll teach you. And uh, uh, because I just wanted to watch TV and like not study or find an excuse to just be in front of the TV. That's how I got into it. And this was the 91 Sharjah tournament where India was actually playing really well is when I got into 
the game. And then my father sat down, uh, took out the encyclopedia. That time we used to have the World Book Encyclopedia. There was no Google for the current generation. We actually referred to books. <laughs> <laughs> and the good old days. The good old days. And he removed the cricket section. He drew the whole field for me, all the positions. So he kind of taught me the game. He's like, if you're just going to sit there and watch without understanding what the delivery is, what's the strategy, why such field placements are there, you'll never understand the game. So he taught me, he used to teach me over by over why such a ball was bowled. How did that catch come yeah. about? How that wicket was planned? So he took a lot of efforts to teach me the game. And what he told me, the fun is not about the batsman hitting the ball, but it's all about the strategy that goes into delivering the ball, why the batsman hit only that stroke, what was he thinking, understanding the mindset of players. So he made it sound very interesting, very strategic. And uh, yeah, that's how I got. And I got to sit in front of the TV for eight hours and I loved every bit of it. And <laughs> that's how I got into the game. And, and you've and, still been, yeah, I was going to say, and you yes. still are, you know, after yes, all these yes. years. Very much, um, very much, very much. Uh, cricket was like first love, Benny, uh, at that point. Yeah. I wasn't into romance uh, as a teen, young kid growing up. I was not enamored by romance. Romance is not my genre. I was not into those books. I was into crime, thrillers and sport. So cricket became a yeah. big, big first love for me. I did read up also a lot of books at that point, thanks to my dad. And I remember this was, um, God, I sound so old. This was 93 uh, when, uh, so India had not hosted uh, games for a long time. Uh, I think there was a gap of two years or something. And then England was coming down for the tour. Mumbai was hosting yeah. a match. And my father said, look, you should go to the stadium and watch. If you tell me you love the game, you should watch at the stadium. I said, who are going to go in the crowds and everything? I said, no, dad, I'm not doing this. He's like, no, no, we have to go. I still remember it was Mahashivratri, which is a big festival uh, in, in uh, India. And he went for the morning session and I refused to go with him. And he came back again. Uh, my house is like 20, 25 minutes from the stadium. He came back again and we were at the temple and he stood at the entrance of the temple. And I was coming down with my mom. He's like, come on, let's go. We are going. I'm taking you. And my mom is like, she doesn't want to go. Why do you want to do it? And he's like, no, no, we are going. That's it. She has to know how it is to watch the match at the stadium. And he took me and I never looked back, Benny. Until I got married and I moved to Dubai uh, in 2006, I went for every single match that took place at Bankiri. I cannot resist not being at the stadium if I'm in the same city. So you can blame my dad for my addiction. Uh, unfortunately, I lost him very early. Uh, uh, you know, he, I was just 17. But then my uncle, my mom's brother, made sure that dad doesn't fade away from me. So he was the one who kept getting me match tickets. Uh, they both were members that helped uh, of the clubs at the one K day. So that helped. And uh, they just made sure both of them that uh, I watched every game. Uh, and I've gone to games alone, mind you, in Bombay. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care if I had company or no company. I've gone in big groups. I've gone all by myself. And if you tell me, go watch a game all by myself, I will still do that. At the stadium, you don't need company, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool story because, uh, I mean, my connection to cricket uh, was through my dad as well. And this was three years after you, I guess, because it was 96. <laughs> and uh, and I may have told you this story as well. Yes. So we I were remember. living in, yeah, so we were living in Saudi Arabia and it was the 96 Cricket World Cup. Mm -hmm. Until then, I was just into soccer or football as yeah. uh, <laughs> the good people know it. Um, so I remember my dad was like, hey, there's the, the Cricket World Cup going on and you should you know, like watch with me or something. And I was like, I'm not really interested, but he was like, India is playing. And now 
you know, that's thing that you and I are familiar with because we live outside of India, right? And even back then, I used to live outside of India uh, when we were in Saudi Arabia. And when you say, oh, India is playing so-and-so team, or you talk about movies, Indian movies or Indian yeah. food, that's that connection, yes. right? Back to your yes. homeland. And you're like, there's always a soft spot for that. And so even at that age, I was like only 10 years old. I was like, oh, all right, I'll just give it a chance just because India <laughs> is playing in the World Cup because India does not play in the football World Cup. Uh, so, um, and I remember watching, I think it was the first match I watched was league game between India and Australia. And I didn't really understand anything, but I remember my dad and uh, some friends that, who were watching as well were so into it. And then uh, I remember not really being moved by it as such, but then the World Cup semifinal came around. Oh, the... don't. <laughs> don't go there. You know what I'm talking about. Don't go there. Um, I will not go too much into detail, but let's just say uh, it was India playing Sri Lanka in the semifinal and they lost and they lost pretty badly. <laughs> it was chaos in the stands. There was someone started a fire and players, you know, players was were crying. crying. <laughs> you know, was crying. Uh, so that's the image that stuck in my head uh, as a 10 year old who just got my first taste of watching cricket. And I remember when we left, like we were watching at a friend's house and I remember like sitting in the car, my dad just had to like stop and get something from like a grocery store I'm sitting in my car, I'm sitting in the car and then before I know it I'm like weeping. <laughs> like, I I don't even know anything about the game. Like I know a little bit sure, but I was like weeping. I was just so distraught that <laughs> India had lost the semifinal and I remember my dad being shocked. He was like what happened? I was just away for like 3 minutes maybe. Uh but that was the start of my fascination with the game and you know it's what 27 years yeah. now yeah um and it's still yeah i mean we'll talk about how yeah the game following evolved. the game has yeah. evolved for us yeah. the game and uh fan fandom as such yeah. yeah but that's how i got into it so it was really because of my dad but he i would say he kind of started me on the path and then it was all me because there are times there have been times in the past few years and even now sometimes you know, they're like my parents, my parents, kind of, I feel like they regret <laughs> having introduced <laughs> oh, me to the game. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's 30 years for me and my mom still regrets. She's like, why would you do this? She used to always tell my father, why have you put her through this? Because yeah. she would expect me to eat. look. And I was a good student. I did really well. Uh, it, uh, but my mother still complained of the fact that I was studying with the cricket match going on in the background. She, she couldn't fathom this at all, ever. And she still cannot deal yeah. with it. When I Even now I told her, Mama, I'm cutting short the vacation because, you know, I booked this ticket for this. Now she's like, <laughs> why would you do this? <laughs> I said, Mom, please, look, I've given you enough time. I need to go and give my <laughs> game a bit of a time. So, yeah, I don't think much. this is unique to cricket, right? I mean, sure, if you're a sports fan and you have you your sport choice, yeah. you would do it. But You would do it. Uh, but for us, and for me, it was that just happened to be cricket. I just, uh, I was so into football uh, and at t various times I've been into basketball and tennis, but nothing Correct. stuck with me. Like I just, Correct. 
never had the interest of following all the latest players and you know the games and all of that but cricket somehow just just got its claws it, into me yeah it's ingrained <laughs> in your system really right it just got ingrained yeah. in your system so yeah. i was a big uh, the only sport i would watch was tennis at that point and i was a big steffi fan and i was like you know 7 8 years old seeing steffi do so well stefan edberg and boris becker they were all my favorites at that like a little kid watching the middle yeah. to be telecast on tv at that time so i would follow steffi through the news and everything and i still love steffi a lot she's one of my favorite sports players but cricket just got into your system so much that i and it's not just india because at that point there were clear seasons you could follow all the teams in their tours and i i keep telling my friend there was a point in time where we all knew the whole 16 players in the mm-hmm. squad of each and every country yeah. not india today i can't recognize half the people in the squad benny and i remember we uh, they would announce when the teams are going to be announced okay and then the day before we friends would be on the phone or we would be in college debating <laughs> who's going to be in who's going to be out and then next day debating why yeah. somebody got dropped so i miss those um those how do you say uh, emotional uh, debates that we used to have over players we yeah. were so involved and it was not just the indian team we were also concerned about oh who's in the england team or who's in the aussie team and we were keeping tab yeah. of all the countries not just uh, india so it was the game as such uh, so yeah i i kind of miss those days when cricket was there for a limited period and you could follow everybody and you knew everything what was happening you didn't need, you did not need stats guru at that point the stats were in our head we could just narrate the numbers yes. calculate the averages so yeah, yeah it was it was different at that time it was very different and the game was a lot simpler following it was a lot simpler yeah, it lot was straightforward the game has evolved tremendously Massive. over the last Massively. 20 years and that makes me feel so old but that is yeah, so true tell me about it <laughs> uh but also one of the things that i i actually don't miss um mm. is how i would let the game affect me yeah. um because i i want my kids to know or understand um how much cricket meant to me or means yeah. to me um and how how much it impacted me so for for instance mm-hmm. i can recall i i don't necessarily remember a lot of things but if you ask me about a very specific game that happened 25 years ago i can tell you exactly who was involved what the result was i can probably even give you the stats for that game yeah. and and of course india being my team of choice if india did well like if they won a game the rest of my day the rest of my week was all set set but yeah. on the flip side if they lost and they have <laughs> lost a lot, a lot over the years <laughs> um, and some really heartbreaking ones <laughs> i was going to get to the heartbreaking ones because i wanted i was very curious if if there are any games uh so that's kind of like just 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 affected the rest of your day or the rest of your life for that particular yeah. time period because i have a few uh, but too. i'm curious <laughs> to hear yours so my i think uh, my first one was the semi final in 96 which i was just shocked like i expect yeah. first of all i didn't expect us to put sri lanka to bat i said if you're batting in a semi final why don't you bat first and put the runs on the if i like a novice can understand this why is azaruddin not getting this anyway and uh, yeah. then but then sachin was on a different planet in that match and he was going great guns 
at that time you realize what a gap is there exists between Tendulkar and the rest of the batsmen. And Manzreka was supporting him well. So as long as those two were there, it looked like we could pull it off. And it's not the manner of, it's not the fact that we lost, but how badly the crowd behaved and it left such a uh, blot on our whole, the whole organization and how the team, uh, you know, the whole country had organized it. It was really sad the way it ended. Uh, So it impacted me. I was like, why why are we not sporting enough to take a loss? Um, I mean, why are we getting so emotional about it? (laughs) The worst loss which hit me emotionally was 99 uh, lost to Pakistan in Chennai. I was in mm. college and um, yeah. we were following it on radio and Tendulkar was playing exemplary innings and then he got off at 136 and we lost by 16 runs and I was like, last four wickets couldn't get 16 runs. What kind of nonsense is this? So I still remember I was going with my one of my closest buddies. We were going home and Benny, I was cursing the hell out of the entire Indian team. <laughs> and he was so shocked. He's like, I didn't know you had such a vocabulary of curses <laughs> sitting in you. And I'm like, the next moment somebody comes in front of me, I'm going to bash them because I was really upset. I was crying and angry and I've never experienced both the emotions together. So 99 was uh, awful. Really, I could never, I've still not gotten over that loss. Uh, and 2003 World Cup finals, utterly distraught. Uh, I mm. really, really thought that because India had an amazing lead up uh, to the game. They had only lost one match, the first match to Australia very badly. And I said, maybe this is our revenge time. And again, again, we won the toss and we put the opposition to bat. I have no idea why we keep doing this in crucial games. So yeah, 2003 World Cup uh, hit me badly. I'm still not over those losses. We're digging into a lot of trauma here because I (laughs) I remember all of those games that you're talking about. So let's try to focus on something positive. So do you, is there something you remember that made you like, obviously India winning any specific games or tournaments that just was the best thing ever? So many. I think um, the first one that gave me... There were so many uh, games, but Desert Storm, uh, 98, Sachin Tendulkar's both the innings. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I can never forget uh, how awesome Sachin was and his straight six down to the side screen of Kasparovic, uh, which we loved. Uh, and I rewatched those innings many, many times. Um, the one win that really gave tremendous joy uh, was 2001, uh, Kolkata. Uh, oh, come yeah. back. VVS and Rahul were amazing. We were flat out. And I went for the first test match in Bombay where we got thrashed in three days. And then we were in Kolkata again looking to get thrashed in three days. And miracle of miracles happened. And um, I was in my final year engineering and I had we have this thesis and project that we submit at the end of the year. Okay, And all the group was meeting in college. And that time we didn't have cell phones or anything right to coordinate. Uh, I woke up early i saw the first half an hour between 9 30 to 10 and i told my mother i'm not going to college and she's like what's wrong with you and i said no no something special is happening today rahul and vvs look in touch i'm not going till they get out if they get out i will go to college and i said i did not go 10 30 my friend called me from college she's like meena where the hell are you aren't you supposed to turn up you've got project work to do I said, uh, <laughs> girls, I'm sorry, but I don't think I'm turning up today. <laughs> they were like, we can't believe you're missing 
<laughs> college for a match and i said listen just tell the professor i'm unwell and that's it and i didn't budge uh, yeah. from my from my uh, seat in front of the television that day and obviously next day i didn't i didn't go to college either because both days i wanted to see them win so i think that was the highest joy i've experienced in terms of uh, cricketing um how do you say um fulfillment satisfaction because we yeah. were so our backs were against the wall there was no way that's a miracle to me that's a miracle yeah yeah the other one and, and... i'd come on your podcast and spoken about it uh, i was at the 2011 world cup final at vankhede seeing the team lift the world cup i think that's probably the pinnacle yeah. from a personal favorite because i was there seeing sachin lift it in his final world cup and but i kind of expected to be honest i always was rooting for india i thought india will make it to the finals india will win the world cup so it was not unexpected but it was great yeah. joy uh, to be there and i actually told my husband listen i think all items are the bucket list are ticked off i can happily die i couldn't i couldn't care less <laughs> yeah you've pretty much hit the all of the, all the ones. And, and, <laughs> sorry and i think Did that's I... <laughs> uh, no no but the thing is we've been following the game for roughly the same amount of time yeah. so for us the low and the high points are pretty much going to be the same but the way i want to share mine is and again this is in the context of how it affected me and how this has had a hold on my life <laughs> for better or worse uh over the last 3 decades is I want to take three different instances spanning three decades. So the first one, um, 2001. You know, you kind of talked about it. Uh, the Test series between India and Australia in India, and for context, at this point, Australia are the most dominant team. Yeah, and they're coming on this uh, hot streak. Uh, they had hit like 16 consecutive wins, yeah. and it, it was like, who's going to stop them? and india like you mentioned had got thrashed mm-hmm. in the first game of the three game series and at this time i'm in school and this is like the peak of my you know obsessed with cricket days uh but again the thing about the test match is uh for people who don't know it starts in the morning and then goes on till evening which means if it goes on during a weekday well unless you're skipping school or uh you know skipping work you're not going to really see it live Yeah. So but when during the second uh, uh let's just jump to the third game. So the second game like you said there was a miracle India somehow stopped the Australian juggernaut. Uh but now we move into the deciding game. It's pretty even contest but it comes to day 3 uh sorry day 5 the last day of the game and India have this target that's pretty reasonable but yeah. again they're facing off against a side that just fights and fights till the end um by now ev- this is the talk of the country and probably of the cricketing world right like the series yes. has just turned on its head um and so we're in school we're we're having classes but then every now and then every, you know the kids we're all like the, this is again how old we are like we had like these <laughs> pocket radios or transistors yes. <laughs> and we're like trying to listen in like what's going on you know for the commentary and we know something special is going to happen and we're like we don't want to miss this yeah. and even the teachers were like you know we don't care about today <laughs> you know let's, if something great happens it's fine you one day of uh cutting classes or not paying attention your yeah, education is not going to get destroyed <laughs> you're fine um uh, and so when india won that game for me i, I was like i didn't know i could feel as happy as i'm feeling right now seriously um 
And it, it was like as if I was part of the team that won the game. Yes. And again, yes. this is uh, I'm 15 years old and mm -hmm. I'm like, this is an awesome feeling. And this is what following sport is all about. And then fast forward to 2000, so 2003 World Cup final, mm -hmm. as if to make up for that tremendous um, 2001 um, victory uh, against Australia, 2003, uh, India is facing off against Australia in the final. And again, Australia are very good. They're very dominant. And India has had like a very interesting and challenging way, uh, challenging route to the final. And at this point, it seems like this is a made for movie kind of woke Correct. up for India because yeah. they started yeah. off bad. Then they recovered mm -hmm. and they fought back and they started winning all these games, made it to the final. And it's like, it's a perfect story if they win the World Cup. And what follows is this absolute thrashing that Australia gives India and India lose it in a terrible manner, which was not the first time that's happened. It was definitely not the last time, but I remember I was, uh, so in high school and I think they had given the like the day of holiday, in mm. fact, so that people can just like go watch the game. Terrible idea in retrospect, because then we had too much time to process and like, yes. <laughs> you know, it was really stuck in your head. And I felt like for the rest of the week, I couldn't function because I was yeah, just so disappointed and so that's like the downside of being obsessed with a team with a game because like let's take any other sport like basketball soccer they're what for a few hours and yep. if you if your team wins great if your team loses fine you get over your disappointment but when you watch a game over the course of eight hours for the whole day and your team loses <laughs> It feels like your entire day has been wasted. And imagine doing this eight into five, like for over five days. Can you for imagine those losses? To... Yeah, for test yeah, matches. Yeah, that's so... an entire week's worth of being yeah. invested in a game. Yeah. And then your team loses and you feel like, what? why did I even like? <laughs> and that's where really the love of the game comes because you really True. love the game enough that you would want to do that. Yeah. Um, but I want to end with a high, which is as recent as, you know, the game that you mentioned two years yeah. ago, uh, again, India versus Australia. So by now I should give a picture to people that probably the the greatest rivalry in cricket is probably between India and Australia. I know people talk about India, Pakistan or no. uh, Australia and England. For no. me as a fan personally, the best has always been India and Australia. It's always India and Australia. Um, you check it out from 19, oh, sorry, 2001 when we turned it around with them. Uh, from that series till today, uh, 2021, over the last two decades, we've had the best matches, India and Australia. Um, yeah. The England fans can say whatever they want to about the Ashes, but sorry, uh, yeah. we have more games which have been better. I mean, the contests are always <laughs> riveting. The narratives are great. The story is always yeah. great, which always. brings me to back to 2021. Yeah. Again, this is, it's like a made for movie kind of uh, exactly. series between the two <laughs> sides because it's a four game series, the four match series. Uh, India started the first test well, but by the time it gets to the fourth test, it feels like every few days players are dropping left and right. You know, they're getting yeah. injured. There's some fitness issues. By the, by the time it gets to the fourth and final match of the series, they're just like desperately getting anyone who can, you know, <laughs> who's in the squad. They're like 
people who are not even part of the original squad. They were just there for like support, like reserve players, yeah. and they're playing in the test. And honestly, at that point, you're like, well, if India loses, like, you know what? I hope it's okay. not going to feel bad because <laughs> exactly, I'm. <laughs> I would be impressed if India lost in a respectable manner. Man, no, <laughs> you know, seriously. Kind of, yeah, that's that's kind of emotion that I had, and then in the final day of the fi- uh, the final game of the series india pull off this heist yeah. um at the gap heist is the is... right word heist is the right word because there was no way that we stood a chance of chasing that especially on that ground on that ground uh, because it was known as a fortress for the australian cricket yeah. team and for india without most of their first choice players um they yeah, first just like, second they just assembled yeah they just <laughs> yeah. assembled whoever was there and like there oh, and here you go uh, <laughs> I, and somehow you, you won't believe it benny i actually thought are we going to find a playing 11 like it was that bad before yeah. the kappa test yeah. okay it was that bad so people and somehow in context in terms of where the team yeah. was and how they got to it it's just amazing and somehow they won that game. And but this time I'm, I'm in the US and this game is happening in Australia, which means yeah. <laughs> by the time the game ends, it's like 12.30 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my wife is sleeping. Um, Amelia was born already, so <laughs> she's a baby. She's sleeping in the next room. And I'm like watching like, you know, the, just the TV is on. Like, so shut off all the lights. I'm like at between like... Uh, 10 p.m. and 12.30, I'm going through all emotions, emotions right? Yeah. India's playing well. India's going to win. This is going to be amazing. They lose a few wickets. So I'm like, all right, you know, so me and the boys did well. <laughs> and they're like, oh, wait, they're doing well again. So India's going to win. And by 12.30, I'm a wreck. I'm like emotionally a wreck. I'm like, uh, I, if India loses from this point, I'm just going to give up on the game. <laughs> which, guess what? How many times have I said that in the last 30 years? I, I've never let go of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But it eventually gets to this point where um, India win the game. I'm in tears. I. It's not like I'm not weeping though. It's it's more no, like no. just like it's just all tears. The emotions, yeah. Yeah, it's like tearing up because yeah. I've been so emotionally invested in this game and in this team, and they win against all odds. Like you throw yeah. anything at them, they still manage to beat that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just me. It's, it's just me at 1230 at night and I'm just like, and this is the thought. And I think I had even like uh, put this out on social media that this is exactly why we follow the game. This is okay. exactly why we follow, why I'm crazy about cricket. And yeah. I kind of understand even in other sports, right? There are obsessive fans who have followed the game all their lives. They spend a lot of money to travel along with their teams and go watch watch it in stadium post their thoughts to whoever cares to listen but for all the disappointments you get when your team loses the high when your team wins especially in the manner that they did on that day you're like this is literally why i'm why i love the game and why i'm so obsessed with the game and that feeling, it's really hard to find in any other area of life. Like I'm not, True. let's leave the personal side, personal things aside, like, you know, the birth of your child, yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, the course. day you got married. Yeah. Those are a given. <laughs> those yeah. are a given. <laughs> but I'm talking about something that you don't personally have a stake in. Like Correct. you're watching random strangers People, play yeah. a sport in a faraway country, uh, 
you know, multiple time zones away. And you're still like, you know, so invested, so emotionally attached. And when your team wins or you have witnessed like a really good contest, that feeling that you get. True. That's True. just simply amazing. That's amazing. I agree. I, I wish I could say that that's been consistent, right? Like, yeah. Uh, the, the attachment that you feel, the love that you feel. And I know this happened as uh, recent as two years ago, but that doesn't mean between 96 and now that passion as a fan, that passion and the need to obsessively follow the game. I wish that I could say that it has stayed the same, but for obvious reasons, one being life, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> comes in the way. Because when I, uh, like you, when uh, I started following the game, I was a kid and yeah. a teen and a young adult where you have, you always seem to have more time. Always. Then you grow up, get married, get a job, uh, and you have kids. And then suddenly time is a premium. Like it's yeah. hard to make time. And honestly, there's, you know, you, you have to pick and choose which game yeah. to watch and, you know, all of that. So it has kind of changed. Uh, in fact, my wife actually appreciates that. We were talking about it just a few days ago. Um, well, a few days ago, it was like two days ago when India lost the final. Um, she was saying that, yeah, if this was like five years ago, I I would have been grumpy for the rest of the day. I would have just been like not really talking and just been like moping around because my team lost. But now I don't do that. I'm like, all right, that was really frustrating, but all right, moving on. Um, yeah. One, because it's almost like you don't really have the luxury of moping around when you have like tiny kids and yeah, you have a job and yeah. you have like a hundred other tasks. But at the same time, as you grow older, it almost feels like things, you put things in perspective, right? Like there are other things in life that uh, you place more important. And for me, as much as I love cricket and I don't think it'll ever, I always like joke whenever India loses, I always tell Abigail that, okay, this is the last time I'm following a game. And she just like smirks because she knows it's not true. Uh, yeah, she knows it's not true. That's not uh, Yeah. Very religiously, the next game, I'll, I'll be like, if it's like 4 or 4.30 a.m. start, like here, I'm like, yeah, I have to set an alarm at 4 a.m. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're sleeping in the other room because... <laughs> you're not disturbing my sleep. So um, it has evolved. It has evolved. And it's not a bad thing. It's just that you grow up and you become an adult. Yeah. But what I've tried to the way I try to think of it is try to make some time for it still. Like, because that's, it almost taps into this uh, inner child, I would say. Because what is, what a sport is just a very organized form of playing a game, really, you know, for fun. Uh, And sometimes people, especially fans can forget that it's just a game at the end of the day. And so I try to stay in that attitude and, just check in, you know, yeah. once in a while. Same, same. How has it evolved for you, though? How has it evolved similar. over the years for you? Similar, similar. Simply, uh, like you said, uh, adulting gets into way of a lot of things. And I would love to watch all matches. And I would love to take time off work and, you know, just sit in front of the television and watch my eight hours of cricket. I just don't have that luxury yeah. to do it anymore. Uh, London also is a terrible time zone, uh, to be very honest, because when matches are held in, and that's why I've, I've missed the, I've missed the eighteen nineteen series. I couldn't follow it live, every ball, every uh, uh, 
game when we won first in Australia. Um, because yeah. it starts at even the New Zealand games, they'll start at like 11 in the night and end at five and six in the morning. And believe me, 10 years ago, I could do it. I can't anymore. I, if I don't get my sleep, uh, my whole day is ruined. I have work to do. I, I cannot focus at work. So it will just completely uh, ruin my day. So I just don't. And I can't watch uh, games which are on odd time zones. And when you don't watch yeah. a game live, I feel you miss out on a lot. Uh, highlights yeah. are fine, but you're missing out on the nuances. You're missing out on strategy. You're missing out on the commentary. You're missing out the discussions online. You're just missing uh, the game, I feel. It's Especially not the same. for a sport that is all about nuance. Correct, correct. And the planning that's going and you're like, oh, this, people are talking about the setup of this wicket. You know, he was, they bowled for like five overs and this was coming, this was coming. So you miss all that. The highlights will never give you this. So it becomes very difficult uh, for me to follow games which are not in my time yeah. zone. So that hurts. Yeah. Uh, and same with India. When India, the matches start at 9, 9.30, it's 4, 4.30 or it gets very difficult. I just end up catching the last two sessions always. So that's kind of... Um, waned my interest uh, in the game in terms of I would love to do it, but I just cannot. So I try and then focus on few matches that I would like to watch. And that's what I try and do, especially now, like in London, England will have a season. So even if India is not playing, uh, we will try and go for one match in the season at least. Uh, and also, I think the friends, um, I know there's WhatsApp and I know there is, um, uh, we are more, much more connected uh, through social media, etc. But my core set of friends, uh, we would be in college, uh, you know, two guys and me. We, I would, I would be waiting to go and next day talk to them, discuss the sport, discuss the matches. That isn't there. We all are in different time zones now. So yeah, we get together and try to watch matches together on the online, and we do have our discussions. But same thing. Everybody's a parent. Everybody's got their own lives, and it becomes difficult. So uh, I think that part of cricket is also gone away where we, friends would get together or have long analysis, long discussions. All those bits have gone away. Uh, so yeah, I miss, yeah. I, I get very nostalgic about those days. So, but like you said, Benny, you try to make time. Uh, so if India's coming, I will definitely go watch. If there's a World Cup event, <laughs> I will definitely go watch. Things like that. So yeah, you still make time. And, yeah, and, and like I mentioned earlier, cricket also for me is... You know, especially living in, in the U.S. for a large part of my life now, uh, cricket, like Indian movies and Indian food, is like one of those ties. It's one of those connections. So yeah. it, you, you can't really cut it off or replace it. It's almost like it's got to be there. It's got to be, and exactly. It's, like, it's one of my roots now, you know, for better or for worse. Definitely for the better, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, it's just one of those things and regardless of how much the game has evolved or how much our fandom or following the game has evolved, it's just one of those things that still sticks with you. And I'm glad it is. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I'm going to take evolution of that as a positive thing, because at least I'm not one of those super crazy fans who are like, if there's a game, they forget everything else and let it affect yeah. their family <laughs> life and jobs. And, you know, at least yeah. I'm not that kind of person. Uh, just want my daughters to be aware of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. But you were at one time. <laughs> I was when I didn't really, when there was no one else depending on me, I was. <laughs> exactly. Same. Um, also, I think it's also got to do, at least for me, it has. Um, I had a big emotional connection to 
uh, Sachin's era or Dravid's era. That that mm-hmm. team, I had a huge emotional connection. I grew up watching them. Um, so you know, we we crushed on them. We they we loved their batting. The all the highs and lows. I feel like we were going from teenagers to adults, and there was a lot of changes emotionally at that age uh, in me. And I was growing up with them. That's what I felt. So I had a huge emotional connection uh, to that team. And uh, I don't have that same connection with the current team. I don't even know half the players, to be very honest. Mm. So I feel a bit of emotional disconnect where I know I can watch them just because they're players playing for my country, getting playing really well, making me happy. But if they lose, it doesn't impact me. I'm like, okay, fine. Let me just, no big deal. Switch off and watch something else. Uh, yeah. I will not brood over the losses. Like I would brood over uh, when Sachin Dravid didn't get the hundred or missed out on getting us wins. Um, so I, they felt sad and I felt sad. It was like that. I don't feel that connection with their team anymore. Um, also because I think yeah. cricket is played around the clock now. It's so difficult to follow all the players. Yeah, we, we can't even get into how much the game has changed since we started oh following God. it in the nineties. It's yeah. It's a whole new beast now. But I do I do wanna, you know, wrap wrap this up by asking something that only you can speak to. Okay. Uh, and something that probably my my daughters will eventually be able to understand or identify with. Um, you know, for you as a woman following predominantly a men's game. Yeah. Um do you feel that you're treated differently by your friends or family or by anyone uh, when you like talk about the game because you're obviously well versed with the yeah. rules of the game, how you know the different teams, different players, even though that has changed over recently. But having like grown up following the game so closely, were you ever treated differently as a fan, as a female? Yes. Fan? <laughs> Yes, nobody took me seriously at that point. Uh, only my father and my uncle took me seriously. In my family, my cousin sisters were like, why are you so obsessed about cricket? You don't even play it. What is wrong with you? Uh, they couldn't understand yeah. why I loved cricket. Why I would rather obsess over Rahul Dravid uh, than Shah Rukh Khan. They couldn't quite fathom. So why am I not reading, like I said, romance books when they all were reading The Mills and Boons and I was reading uh, Sunny Days and all the cricketing uh, I had sports stars and all this <coughs> uh, Shatkar and all the magazines, uh, cricketing magazines at my home. Uh, my yeah. friends couldn't fathom uh, what was wrong. Um, the guys never took me seriously, to be very honest. They just thought probably, oh, she's just crushing on Sachin or Dravid or whatever. And I then I would yeah. start talking actual strategies and then I would start talking actual matches and the balls and identifying the kind of deliveries and the field placements and things. And they're like, oh, Shimina actually knows the game. She knows the statistics. She's actually following the game. She's not crushing uh, on Dravid because he good, looks good or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I like him because he plays well. So I think then they uh, started, once they accepted that I was good and like a, like a fan like they were, a proper fan of the game, uh, the advantage I had was Benny, I built very strong friendships. So cricket is also why one of the two reasons why it's very close also to me is it helped me form very strong friendships with, with the guys. And we've been friends now for 20 plus years. And I also met my husband because of cricket. So we started talking over cricket yeah. and <laughs> he got impressed with my knowledge of cricket. And <laughs> that's how we started talking. So here I am uh, almost 18 years I've been married to him and uh, so 
it's helped positively as well to be very honest where yeah, had a, guys are not seeing a clear girls, case of cricket playing such a big impact in your big life big impact yeah so <laughs> uh, well there were guys who couldn't uh, accept that i knew the game really mm-hmm. well as well as they did uh, but once they did we just became such uh, great friends so i was always the only girl going to the stadium matches and i would get the tickets for them and i'm like guys let's go let's go watch if you're not coming i'm going to go alone so i struggled to find friends girlfriends to go with me to the games and then i said you know what i'll just go on my own um my mother still doesn't understand why i love the game so much so she still can't fathom yeah. it uh but i think she's come to a point where she supports it she's like okay fine you love it you want to do it go watch it um yeah what i really like now is two things many lot of girls follow cricket uh and for the game yeah. a lot of them are writing well on the game something yeah. an opportunity that i didn't get when i was growing up i would have loved to do that um people have made careers out of uh, now because of ipl and all these leagues uh, i i know on my twitter there are a few females who are part of the core team analyst team etc which is fantastic mm-hmm. and now you see how well the women's cricket is doing when i was growing yeah. up i was yeah. not a fan of women's cricket because i didn't think they played well and i didn't think they interested me at all and i feel sad that i had that attitude at that point but i'm a big supporter of them now and how well they have done so the game has changed yeah. for women from fans perspective from player perspective only for the better i feel and people are more accepting i don't think nowadays um, guys will be condescending towards girls who follow the game i don't think so uh, at least uh, there are still people out there but uh, yeah, yeah but it's there. gone down i think it's gone it's down it's gone down yeah it's gone down a yeah. lot so uh, i yeah. think it's just got better and better for women now uh, and i i feel very happy when i see uh, girls loving the game when i when i go to the matches and i see young girls coming there and chatting with their dads and their dads explaining or their moms explaining them the game and things like that uh, i feel very happy about it it's it's very exciting to see girls come and watch uh, cricket so that's good it's yeah. all for the positive your story your story is very encouraging to me because <laughs> you know when when i had uh, when we had amelia first and then sadie you know the one of the things that as a parent like pops up in your head is like oh, i wonder what they're going to grow up and want to do <laughs> or what they want to achieve um and i always joke with people that um either she becomes a doctor or she <laughs> plays cricket <laughs> uh obviously people react differently to both examples <laughs> but uh i uh, but here's here's my take on it like if the girls grow up and they say leave, leave cricket aside if they say yeah. well here in the us you know uh, compared to like in india well maybe india or oh, let's say 10 15 years ago sports in india that culture wasn't there for girls not and at all. women not at all even though there are women's teams and girls teams they're not encouraged not right at all. Uh, not at all. that's a whole another conversation whole another episode but uh that's changed a lot recently yeah. in india and in the us that's a great culture of encouraging goals and women to take up sports and yeah, so their the opportunities are endless yes. and the uk even uk uk is so, very very strong uh, sporting culture for women very very good yeah and my hope is that even if they don't want to make it a profession that's their choice but i do hope that they get into it because uh getting into sports or any athletic 
nature, I think that'll be really good for them because they develop all those skills, soft skills, playing together as a team and dealing with adversity, learning to accept defeat, enjoying your victories, you know, all of that, you know, some of the things that sports teaches you. And I want them to experience the highs, you know, like the highs that I felt when India pulled off those amazing games. (laughs) Um, And, you know, but even, even if they don't want to, play any uh sporting uh play any sporting activity just to follow sports yeah, i think that's such sport, a cool yeah. thing yes and so for is. me your, your story is really encouraging and I, that's probably one example i'm going to use for them <laughs> growing up <laughs> um but uh you know thank you so much uh for your time and Thanks, i know we buddy. will still continue to talk because we have yeah. other things to talk about but yes. <laughs> uh <laughs> Thank you so much for making some time to just share about your love for the game. And I feel like this is a kind of like, um, almost like a therapy session because we kind of talked about some of the stuff that's happened like 20, 20 years, Uh, still fresh in our memory. Uh, and it's always nice. I'll tell you, you, you were saying, right. Uh, you would, you would like your girls to pursue sports and stuff. Trust me, my dad tried it. He did take me to try out for yeah. a cricket because he saw me getting interested in the game and he said, okay, let, let's just go and see if you want to play it. And then he saw me play and I think he realized there's not a single athletic bone in my daughter's body. And he said, it's fine. Just pull <laughs> off. The, you can continue yeah. your studies and follow the game. <laughs> That's fine. So to his credit, he tried. <laughs> to his credit, he tried. Or become a <laughs> sports journalist or... Yeah. So, you know, codes, like whatever, said, there are opportunities yeah, there. There are options, there are options. My uncle did try as well. He did send my uh, articles to a couple of uh, sports uh, writers at that point. And very practical advice they said is because that time girls were not into writing and writing wouldn't earn you that much. And I had an MBA degree, yeah. I had a stable job. They're like, if you want to do it on the side, do it on the side, uh, but don't do it as a full profession at this stage. So, and then that. Yeah. That never happened. I know people have done it part-time and done really well, but uh, that just didn't happen with me. Um, so that's fine. But uh, well, we get to write on our blogs and discuss on cricket, on podcasts. And yeah. that's that's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that's, you know, ultimately you follow your heart and uh, yeah. you find something that works out better and that's totally fine. But it's nice to give that a chance and yeah. see where it could potentially take you. Exactly. So, yeah. On that note, uh, thanks thanks again, Mino. Thank you. And that's it for this episode. Thanks again to Mino for helping me articulate what cricket means to me. Next time, we are going to resume regular programming. With the help of an important figure in my life, I look back at a mission trip that changed my life. Till then, thanks for listening, and dear Sadie, Appa loves you.